Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, and if it's true or false, once a cheater, always a cheater. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about this because primarily because, well, one of the, not even primarily, honestly, just one of the reasons we, we run into this is just people commenting on our ads on Facebook that we run and uh, giving advice like this that honestly have no clue what they're talking about. Not at all. And it's so funny. They come on and they're like, no, that's not true. You can't fix it. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And, you know, I see it all the time in just Facebook groups in general, especially like um, just like other just other groups. But it's like, okay, I'm asking for help or like, hey, this is going on. And people come on like you need to leave. Like once they cheat, they're always a cheater. Like and this statement is like thrown around all the time. I'm not going to lie. Like it was thrown around in our house as well at one point. But it is super common to be heard of like once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, people just throw this stuff out, honestly. But however, it's honestly not so, it's not as black and white as what people are making it. It's it's not 100% true, and it's also not 100% false either, though. So you're probably surprised to hear us say that. But it's really, it's not, it's in a kind of a gray area of life. And it mm-hmm. on the, the correct answer is honestly what most people hate to hear, but it depends. It depends. <laughs> so, however, as a side note here, Be very, 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 not very, be very careful on who you take advice from uh, when it comes to these types of things. Yeah, these, sorry, these people, I I just, I I see it so often, like the ones that are commenting, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. One, like they're filled with such like hate, bitterness, and resentment. It's basically hurt and broken people who have marriage issues or have failed marriages giving advice to people with broken and failing marriages. So it's, they are taking their open gushing wounds and just bleeding out onto others and just like spreading this like falseness. And just because they don't know and they didn't know how to deal with it, they're still hurting. And so they're in that state of like fear and freaking out 
and just guiding in the wrong. Yeah, it, what's funny is they'll be like, no, I'm healed. I'm good. I moved on. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, right. Whatever. Man. Like you, you <laughs> just avoided tell. you just avoided conflict. <laughs> like avoiding conflict, ironically we're we'll gonna be doing a call tonight on peace with clients, but uh it's it's one of those things like avoidance is not peace. No. So it, it's honestly, but here's the thing, what this is is it's the blind leading the blind. You know, it's like, yeah, sure, let's take advice from unsuccessful people how to be successful in an area that we want to be successful in. No. <laughs> That's not a great idea at all. You know, in, in that aspect of I don't want to be taking advice from someone who is filled with like bitter and resentment and still hurting. Like that's not who I want to give me advice at all. Yeah. But let's set the record straight here. Why should you even listen to us? Right. Why should you listen to us here? Well, number one, we've actually been through everything there is to go through that's bad in marriage minus death. So that's one thing. It's a pretty good reason. Yes, and, and multiple times over. So um, lots of affairs on different aspects um, over and over again. And we've also helped hundreds and hundreds of people all around the world when no one else could with like a 95% success rate. Yeah. We also understand obviously what it's like to go through all this. So yeah. you shouldn't take advice from someone that doesn't understand what it's like. It's like it cracks me up. People go to counselors and stuff like that. And sometimes I've never even been married. Sometimes they've run on like like their second or third marriage. I'm like, really? You're going to take advice from yeah, no? Get advice from people that got it right the first time and stayed with it and got it right, not people like that. So, anyways, enough ranting on that. Let's go ahead and dive into this, and we're going to be talking about a number of different things. Uh, number one, why people come to this conclusion of you know, once, once a, a cheater. cheater, yeah, once a cheater, always a cheater. And the second thing we're going to be talking about is this statement true or false? And I actually really love this aspect and. Um, that's going to be an important aspect to pay attention to. Yeah. Cliffhanger there. So also <laughs> the third thing is how to make sure cheating never happens again. Right. Regardless and, of what you do. So it's important with to that same that. person. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into this. But the first thing is why number one, why people come to this conclusion anyways. Well, for a number of different reasons here, but primarily from being, obviously if you just look at it from a surface level, it's from being burned by their spouse and or loved ones or both. Oh, yeah. All the time. And most people would think that this belief of like once a cheater, always a cheater, cheater starts in the marriage. But honestly, like once like we talk to our clients and like, you know, you really understand like really where it comes from. Most of the time it really goes back to much deeper rooted beliefs. Most things are from childhood or other life experiences that they've had since like they were a teen or a really young adult, you know, past relationships as well. But it most certainly is not just from the current relationship. No, it, honestly, they overall like have developed trust issues in general here, but they have not, but they're not aware of, of really the deeper rooted issues going on. Why though? Because here's the thing, you know, it's a seep, deep, not seep, deep subconscious level uh, that they're not aware of. Subconscious is 95% of who you are and everyone is, and only 5% of us is actually conscious. Therefore, unless you actually know how to get to it, which even the first time we teach our clients how to get to this, they can't do it on their own the first time. No. Or the second time. It, Usually it, it takes a number of different times to extensively get to this, and they have no clue what it is. I love it. It's actually one of my favorite things to teach is when we hit the, the aha moment, like it's just like this wow um, that comes over, right? And 
it so I, I love that aspect, but like really, you know, we get through and we really understand just all of this because we went through this. And that's that's why we can relate. And you know, I know Tommy had some massive issues, especially with I had a huge track record of cheating. What it started as just you know, texting or just in person, like just talking and flirting. It was, I was an excessive flirter. And, um, and then obviously it escalated into like full blown affairs later and then it continued. And so he had carried a lot of hurt in that area. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to believe that. I, I didn't want to believe this, like that this statement was true, but I didn't, I did I definitely did it. I did, definitely did after, being cheated on like she was talking about so many different times and, and don't get me wrong i cheated too a so lot. a lot like it wasn't repetitive it wasn't just her at all but just from like a different perspective that was why so i did find out however like after i went back to my childhood and got to all these deep rooted issues like we teach our clients like it wasn't necessarily the, the belief there of like once a cheater always a cheater wasn't even really her it had nothing to do with her. It had stuff to do with trust issues from when I was younger. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people also get to this place of believing this statement, even from, like, just, you know, being stabbed in the back of their loved ones, even, you know, over, like, different time. It just depends on who. And they say this statement from their own gut-wrenching hell that they've been through, you know, and it's just something that they justify and, like, they cling to because that's that's what they now believe because they they went through it and they didn't know how to overcome it. So they're just stuck in that. So instead of thinking that things can change, they're just stuck in this entrapment and not able to truly move on. Yeah. It's honestly a lot of fear, but like furthermore here, like they also hold on to a lot of this as a, it's it, other than deeper beliefs and all the other things. It's also a self-preservation tactic mm-hmm. and yes. it's to keep people at arm's length not completely away necessarily on some people, maybe one person, but uh, most people it's not. It's just to keep them at arm's length. So at arm's length, not completely away, but just far enough to where they don't have to get hurt, but basically can justify also in in the marriage case here, them leaving. And basically it's a lot of self-validation to give excuses as to why the relationship didn't work. And so they can basically move on. And I use a lot of air quotes right here and be happy. Yeah. Air quote, air quote, air quote. <laughs> and like it helps them quote, like remove the, the guilt essentially is one of the aspects that they're trying to do. And it, and it doesn't work like it's not the truth. And it's not what you do know that hurts the worst, but it's honestly what you don't know that hurts you the worst in this aspect. You know, and so clinging to this belief isn't going to help you. It's not going to like make you heal. It's not going to take away the hurt and the pain. It's actually just going to leave you defeated and then keep walls up and prevent from getting close to anyone, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it, it'd be honestly, because this goes so far back for most people, I'd be surprised if at this point you've ever truly experienced real, real unconditional love. Most people we work with honestly haven't because they have had walls up and have been in this place for so long, you know. There's just been so much like hurt and pain and just throughout and that even in the marriage, even though they like they love their spouse, it's not that their heart and desire isn't there to like truly have that deep intimate connection with their spouse. But all of these things that they don't know they're going on, there's just always been something that's kept people at a distance, including their spouse. 
Absolutely. And so there is a way to fix it and, and honestly make sure it, it doesn't ever happen again uh, to have that deeper trust connection than you ever had before or, or with honestly any be able to have with anyone. Mm-hmm. And so the, here's the truth. Like, is this statement true or false? And so dun, this, dun, yeah, dun. yeah, this goes back to like, <laughs> this goes back to like, well, it depends. Right. So you're like, well, you guys seem like you're inspiring hope and all this other stuff. And like, it could be different. I'm like, yeah, but it depends. Right. Depends. It, it's just, it's in a gray area. And what we mean by that is you would think that we would just say no and, and have a surface level basically issue on like on, on the podcast, but no, this is a podcast. So we're gonna go deeper on this. Right. And so here's the truth. Number one, it's in a gray area and it depends, but also like, what do you, what do we mean by that? So will this person cheat again if they've cheated before? Yes or no? Well, yes and no. I love this. And it's like, yes and no. And I talk to a lot of people and some people, you know, they're in this, like, they're just going to be in for a surprise when they're going to like find out that their spouse is going to cheat again. Absolutely. It just honestly, it depends. If that person that cheated has not become a healthy individual and gotten to the true root reason of why and reprogrammed it and built the right foundations in all areas, then yes, at some point in the future, most likely that person will cheat again. It's almost, I don't want to say 100% likely, but I mean like 99.9999999% likely going to cheat again Uh, because nothing's changed. Like we hate to say that, but it's honestly true. And so, however, here's what's also true. If they do all those things, meaning they, they do all the things that she was just mentioning to you, and also both of you work together to save the marriage, then then no. No, there's a very, like pretty much little to none at all chance that they would actually cheat again. And you both can actually be happier than you've ever been. You can actually build a stronger connection because of because of the cheating, because of the hurt and the pain and the emotional roller coasters and everything else that goes along with this. When you come out on the other side of it, it's like going, it's like blood brothers in war. Like you can come out on the other side of this. So you can come out on the other side of this stronger and have a much deeper connection than what you can have with that you can have with them than what you could have with anyone else because of the the issues that were there. So you can actually develop a deeper connection because you've been through war together. And I really want to hit on this aspect because so once a cheater, always a cheater. No, that's not a true statement as a blanket statement and all you actually have to put in the work and do the change to fix things and have true change as an individual to not cheat again. Right? Like Tommy and I both had to put in that own individual work into ourselves, get to the deep rooted issues, become healthy and, you know, get to that point so that, you know, like, no, like that's not something that we would do again. I also want to say this doesn't go like, so as a blanket statement, you could be the one that's like, oh, I would never cheat. I would never cheat. And those people yeah, that say never that, say never, never say never. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to all the time that I was like, I said I would never cheat. And I had trusted them and, you know, all of these other things. And, and Tommy was actually one that had said like, I would never do that to hurt you. I would never do such a thing. You know, that's just so out of a line with my character and all of these other things. But if you don't have foundational root changes of understanding your deep, deep self, your deep rooted beliefs and be a healthy individual, then as life happens and waves hit, because waves will hit, life will be hard at times. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, like 
just relationship, financial. There's going to be, you know, family drama, like extended family. Like there's, you know, jobs, career changes, moves, you know, car things. Like life's going to happen. And with all of these things stacking and like building, you know, disagreeing, when all of these pressures are happening, you know, that's when these things come out. And so even if you're the one who's like, oh, I would never cheat, like don't say that either. That's not a truth either. So both of them take truly knowing and having that foundational aspect if you don't want to have cheating as part of your life in the future. Yeah, you will. So we hear people say this all the time, but like people do cheat. Like everyone's capable. Everyone is capable of it and be like, no, I would never do that. You know, that's just, you know, I'm not that type of person, you know, you know, I've been done that way so many times. Like I would never do that to anyone. I know how bad it hurts. Yeah. No, you're, you're lying. You would, you know, you may believe it a hundred percent that you wouldn't, but you can, and you will. Uh, and it can definitely happen. You know, don't, don't say that cause it can happen to anyone. And here's the thing. Like we cheated like a lot, a lot on each other. So like, don't, don't say that it can't happen. Yep. So, and we were, we were high school, we were high, high school sweethearts that next level in love, right. <laughs> that mm-hmm. people describe. So yeah. yeah. And it's just a hit on that real quick. Just because you get married young doesn't mean that you're just young and stupid and it doesn't work. If that relationship, like, like, no, you just need to like fix it and build all these foundational aspects too. Just saying, so no, it's not just chalk it up. So we were young and dumb. Let's move on. No. Uh, otherwise the cycle will repeat and continue you actually need to build those true foundations. But diving in, how do you make sure not to ever cheat again and make sure like cheating never happens? Like how do you make sure that happens? Yeah, so you have to number one, get to the root issue as to why they cheated. And you know, here's a funny, so here's the funny part here. Like most people, like they say a number of different things as to why they cheated. And I kind of want you to talk about that because you hear more about that than me. I hear it all the time and- so if this is you, it's not that I'm laughing or like making fun of you because I had to fault these things too, but we want to call out the awareness of this is not the root issue. You're, it's not fixed. If they say they cheated because they felt alone, they felt unloved or that they didn't have their time with you. Or there's no sex and they cut me off. Any of those things. All of that is just surface level crap and it's not the true reason. I didn't feel accepted, heard or understood. So, and essentially what happened, and I hear it all the time. And like, these are such like, it's just not plausible and it's not, you're not capable of meeting these standards. So essentially what happens is when you say those things and they're like, yeah, so now we're spending more time together. I'm paying more attention. And okay. So essentially what you're saying is that you, because you made your spouse feel a certain way, quote unquote, made them, um, that now for the rest of your life, you have to meet a certain standard by their feelings of feeling a certain way of loved or wanted or managing their emotions and happiness, basically, essentially for the rest of their life. And if you fell short at any point, they're going to cheat on you. Like, and that's going to be, you know, well, because you you knew, no, like that's not like one, you're not capable of managing someone else's emotions, like of happiness, no matter like what I do, there can be times that Tommy feels like unloved, unheard, unwanted, like alone, all of those things. Like that's not mine to manage and he can't manage mine either. But regardless, no matter what's going on, like I'm in charge of me 
And how, what am I going to do in those moments? You know, like that's a reflection of my character and who I am is what I decide to do. Yeah. I see a lot of people here too. Um, I would say more so than this side, but the other side take so much more responsibility for cheating for their spouse cheating than what they, than, than what they should. Right. Like I don't, you should, it's not your responsibility for their happiness. It's not your at all. Like it's not your responsibility for them cheating at all. They are a hundred billion percent responsible for them cheating. I don't even care. I'll go as far as saying if you went out and cheated 10 times and then they cheated, that's still 100% on them. Yes. And you know, in that aspect, like you can't be responsible for someone else and it's going to lead to like, you're going to work really hard. You're going to be like completely in it. And then there's going to be a lot of building up of resentment, a lot of anger. You're going to recognize that you're starting to like neglect yourself. And you're like, well, what about my needs? What about me? And then whether it be six months, a year, five years, there's going to be a breaking point on your end where you're tired of just being on eggshells all the time of like, am I keeping them happy? Am I doing enough? Am I, is everything good? Or, you know, we got in a fight last night, so are they going to go out and cheat on me? And that's not sustainable. That's not a healthy marriage being on that, like such edge of like, what are they going to do? Like, did I do enough? Like, you know, no, that's not a healthy marriage. That's not healthy. That's not being a healthy individual either. And like, those are the things that we see. And it breaks my freaking heart that, you know, I see people that are doing this and they have this thing like, oh, we're good now. We figured it out and we're just going to spend more time together. No, like that's not, you're going to set yourself up for more failure, more hurt and more pain. And just the more times that you come down on that emotional roller coaster, the higher the drop and the bigger the freaking crash on the end and the more it hurts. Yeah. Also, like the next, also next thing you need to do is both of you, both of you, regardless of if you cheated or not, you know, go back and listen to the podcast. I think it was the, not the last one, the one before that. It was titled, uh, Why Do I Have to Work on It? That was a pretty good one. A lot of people enjoyed. Yes, yeah, so it was good. Um, but, it, you know, if you're the one listening to this and you haven't cheated, go back and watch that. But next, both of you need to build the right foundations in all areas like we did, like we teach and all that. You know, proper mindset, all those different areas in that. Proper being a healthy individual in marriage. Like we teach all these proper foundations because here's the thing, like if you just use tools tactics so to speak quick to listen all these different things like you're gonna stay on the emotional roller coaster uh so to actually fix it for good you have to become more like it's not just like this cracks me up and people do this this is like the the pattern that people have so they have an affair they their spouse either finds out about it and they have to come clean or they come clean one of the two from guilt whatever it is but the they they at the end of the day they story vomit pretty much everything onto their spouse they ask for forgiveness. They're like, I forgive you, whatever. They they follow the, the protocol of being transparent and being like, this is where I am, baby. This is how I'm doing. This is what I'm where I'm at. This is where you can track me. Here's my phone anytime you want. So being transparent. And then they just pretty much move on and, you know, rub some dirt in it, right? Like, <laughs> and it, it doesn't like it's not sustainable like I talk to spouses all the time men and women and they're like you know I just have all these questions and like I don't understand and you know I'm not allowed to talk about it because if I ask any questions they're like they get mad and they lose their mind and then we just fight again and then I'm, I don't want to make them like mad because then they might go cheat again or you know and it's just that constant cycle and if you have questions and if you know if you're still having triggers and you're having all these issues 
it's not going to just go away with time. In fact, time is going to make it worse and the triggers are going to get bigger. Like you're going to start seeing more things, more reason to validate and, you know, that they are doing something. You're going to be more questionable, more walking on edge. And it's going to cause more and more division. So ultimately, like that's going to end up pushing them farther away just because like you can't ask those questions and then it's going to be like eating you up on the inside and then snapping because like you're, you know, on edge and you're already having emotional breakdowns through the day because you don't understand, but you can't talk to them because, you know, then they get mad and it just like cycles, you know, it's like, we've talked about this already. We've talked about this a million times. This was us. (laughs) That was totally me. (laughs) And you know, it's like this, you don't, if you don't do it the right way, I don't care if you do it a billion times, if you don't do it the one, because there's one right way. There's only one. And if you do it, if you don't do it that way, then you're not going to fix it. So this will result in a huge, never ending hell of an emotional roller coaster of triggers and even possibly intrusive thoughts, which are worse than triggers because they attack you 100% of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's like torture. And then you, you end up like 100% pretty much being in a place where they will cheat again or like they're, they'll leave, right, and then still cheat. But either way, like no matter how sorry they say they are, it, this isn't going to fix it. No. And a lot of times the one who cheated, even if they are like stop and are willing to come back, like they get, you know, it's just exhausting because it's like, oh, I am tired of talking about this and I feel like I'm trapped in. It's just like I'm constantly being punished for what I did and we can't move on. And no matter how long, and it's the same thing, like you – just because time goes by doesn't mean it's fixed. And so like they'll reach a breaking point of like they're tired of it being held over their head. And so you have two hurting people who don't know how to move past this. And so they end up like pushing each other away just because they, they hit a breaking point. One of them do at some point. Yeah. And here's the thing, like I get it. So even though I was obviously, you know, well, we both were cheated, but it was her that didn't want to talk about it anymore. And I did. Right. So, the, Oh God, I didn't, like, I was so tired of talking about it. I was like, stop talking. Right. She just wanted to move on, have peace, be happy, yes. you know, focus on the future. I get that. I get it too. But if it's not solved, then you're not going to be able to do that. Right. It's not just, you know, so many people like, and, and it's, I say, I'm not, I'm going to hit on men here. It's primarily men that are just shut up, suck it up, move on. Like when it comes down to these things, like, no, that that's not what works. Like, even if it's something smaller, like maybe, maybe it's not even like a physical affair or an emotional affair. Maybe it's just, you know, the, the sexting or the porn or anything like that. Maybe you just got on some dating sites or something like that. That's still very, very similar. So like when it comes down to it, this is just the, the gateway, by the way. Yeah. The same processes that you have to go through. If you broke trust like that, have to go through here. And I'm not saying that like, and, Here's the thing. I'm going to talk to the other side of the people here. So, you know, just because, because we did a podcast on this, just because they were the one that cheated and you didn't doesn't mean you don't have stuff that you need to work on. It doesn't mean, like, even if you do, do not come to us and be like, we just need help fixing them. No. No, no, no. Both of you have freaking issues. So we need to, you may not cheat it, but I promise you, you're not a healthy individual. So you need to work on you too here. And it's, why do we say this? And one, we see it all the time and you, we're just not taught these things in society, you know? And that's, it's one of my favorite things is when, when people come into the program and, you know, they're, they're just like, yeah, it's not, you know, I have a few things. And then like we dive in and by like the end of like the first week, they're like, 
oh my gosh, I didn't realize like how many things I had to work on. Like, wow. And it's like, yes. Um, you know, I'm glad that you have this awareness. And then they like open themselves up and then that's where they have all this true foundational change. And it's awesome, you know? And so in order for you guys to actually be able to move past and for, you know, to not have cheating again, you have to actually rebuild trust and do not go, well, I said, I'm sorry. So does blanketly trust me? That's stupid. Like you broke no, trust. No reason. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't deserve trust at the moment. You, there's no you reason. It. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no reason for them to trust you or take down their walls whatsoever, unless you actually do this the right way. I'm sorry to tell you that. No. And so if you're the one who didn't cheat, like, no, like if they're saying, just trust me, no, like you don't just trust someone blindly who has been cheating on you. Like, here's the thing. I'm going to bring up a topic here that people bring up on calls with me. So like when it comes down to this, like I'll get on calls with people that aren't clients yet and they'll tell me this, like, well, I've been doing, you know, I understand not just trusting me from the, just for whatever reason, but I've been telling them where I'm at, showing them where I'm at. They can see my phone at any point. Like I'm not doing anything. I don't know what else to do to get them to trust me, right? Well, you don't, the tr- that's very true. You don't know what, el- the, what else, to, the other part to do to get them to trust you, but that's not it. <laughs> yeah, like that's- <laughs> It's that's, a good that's, cherry on top. That's not going to get people to trust you. Here's why. Because that's tools and tactics. The, it's like me handing you a power drill at, at January. And then December, at the end of that year, you still have that same power drill, but you haven't had any training. You haven't had any tools or tactics. You don't know what you're doing with the power drill, like me, basically. I don't know what I'm doing with them. I hate tools like that. But like when it, or working with my hands, but like when it comes down to that, I'm going to be the same person that I am in January or that I am in December with that same tool. Nothing's different. Nothing's changed. You are the same exact person that you were then as you are now. So why the heck would they have a reason to trust you? You have to actually build true trust. And that's the thing. And so, you know, we believe you when you say you don't know what else to do. And like, that's what that we're kind of in a complete agreement. You don't. And that's because people don't, don't actually teach these things. And so like, that's a huge aspect. And that's a, you don't know. And so that's what we say. Like what you don't know is what hurts you the most. So for massive trust to actually be built quickly, you have to actually become more not just show more locations or be more transparent. You can be very transparent and show your location and still cheat. There's tons of ways to do it. So that's obviously not going to be the only thing. Transparency is just a little extra on top. If you want more, then you have to become more. It's built with massive growth as a person, not changing who you are as in like who you truly are at your core, but growing into the best version of you. By the way, as a brother and sister in Christ, we're called to push each other further and to grow. You were never called to be stagnant and to never change. So growth is what we're called to do. And so massive growth in all areas, emotional, mental, like physical, such like such a small part, like it's the emotional, mental, like your true character. Like that's where you have to have true growth. When the person evolves into the best version of themselves, then that's when there's going to be 100% trust back. Yeah, and we've seen it so many times where where everyone, like we've had people, so many, so many people come to us that were in our situation where so many different affairs, so many different things going on in the relationship, and everyone, including a lot, a ton of professionals have told them, why are you together? Just end it. Like, you'll be happier. Move on. There's a time to, like, 
and we help them save it. And they're happier in ev- than ever, more in love than they've ever been, and they trust each other 100%. And that's coming from mm-hmm. someone that had 50 below zero on a scale of 1 to 10 trust for her. God, and he told me that every day. Yeah. Every day. So you can do it, but it's not going to be through tools and tactics. It's going to be actually through becoming the next version of you. And it's not changing you necessarily. It's more of evolving. It's, it's you know, like, well, that sounds like brainwashing. Well, your brain probably needs to be washed. It's okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I can. There's. We're not going to go into everything that has been planted by society that needs to be washed out. But it's most certainly not truth. You carry a lot of lives and live your life on so many lies and they need to be washed out. Yep. By the way, uh, just to put this out there, if you really think, if you're that person that thinks, that a person can't change number one, that's ignorant. But then you, you as a person are also very, 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 not just, not just toxic, but the most toxic person to ever exist when it comes to like this type of stuff. And here's why a, a fixed mindset is the number one destroyer of marriages and almost every dream, aspiration, purpose, goal, anything in life. It is the number one toxic trait. So if, like when you don't when you don't get to the root issues though and that cause the behavior then yeah it'll happen again it'll be repeated but a fixed mindset is just as toxic but in my opinion way worse yes you know and in that aspect so you can't base you know and come to that conclusion when you're like well we we were just we had a good talk and then you know, we had transparency and then I thought things were going great, but then they cheated again. So once a cheater, always a cheater. Like again, like you didn't truly do the foundational aspects. Like there was blind trust. There was no actually getting to the root issues, no true fix. It was the yeah. same insanity of like trying the same things, doing the same things. You're talking about issues the same way that you always have, which obviously aren't being solved, which is why you're in this place to begin with. And things are just repeating, spiraling, getting worse because there's so many issues stacking up and building between the two of you. Also, you may be like, well, we we went to a counselor or they went to a counselor or they went to a therapist or we went to therapist together separately, whatever. There's all these different variations of that. Therapists and counselors are pretty much, in my opinion, a complete 100% waste of time. We see thousands and thousands and thousands of people every single month and year, tens of thousands of people every year that tell us the exact same story. They go in, talk about their feelings, get in their feelings and leave with no action steps or time like all like Groundhog Day to repeat next time. It's pointless. And then therapists and psychologists just try to give you pills to fix you. Talked to a guy just yesterday. They tried, they gave him, um, became a client, but they gave him a bunch of like antidepressants and it's like dude like when you come off this it's going to be like a flood of emotions like it's just like you don't need to be on this stuff you know um actually one of our clients is um like completely off like four different medications super proud like that is so awesome um but they were told like once they stopped like they wouldn't be able to stop and like their doctors freaked out when they wanted to go off they're like no like if you come off like you're going to start seizing and doing all these things i'm like so you want to put me on something that i'm going to be dependent on for the rest of my life and that's going to make me seize and like i have to have when in real reality the only thing it's doing is numbing me out making me have like no desire intimacy it's like making me walk like a zombie i don't have any any kind of like actual emotion to my spouse because I'm numbed out to everything. Like, no sex is going to suck. Cause that's pretty much going to be non-existent when it and comes it, to the, and most of the time it is like people are on, on medications like that. Like sex is typically non-existent or it's just kind of like a uh, thing because it's like, they're just numbed out to, to just like the world and emotions. And, you know, so even just for yourself as like, how do you get foundations as a healthy individual? It's like still counseling is not the way to do it. Yep. Like it's still the same thing. Like, you know, just for the record, it's, it's not like, 
that the whole the whole code of counselors and stuff are like they're not allowed to be direct to you. They're not allowed to like any kind of be upfront or um, might quote unquote offend you. They're not allowed to you know actually like be very direct. Uh, there are so many codes that like they have to follow in that aspect so as not to upset you. They have to make you and spend that time just letting you talk so that you can figure things out on your own by their gentle guidance. Yeah. Here's the thing. You may be like, well, you know, they went to church, they prayed, they read their Bible and they still cheated. Right. Those are, we did that. I did that. We did I was all those in things. church every Sunday. We did all those things. And, and I'm not demeaning God or Jesus. It or wasn't God doing or the it. Bible. Yeah. It wasn't him. It was us. Right. Like when it comes down to it and like people use this stuff as like a, like I'm working on me type of thing, which is a whole nother podcast episode. But when it comes down to this stuff, these are basic level, very, very basic level things that yes, you need to do. Yes. Everything you need to ever know about success and being successful in marriage and every part of your life to ever exist in humanity is in the Bible. Do you have thousands of years to diagnose it and get to it? No. No, it's just like how I was so misdirected with the Proverbs 31 woman and how like that literally, um, just like my misunderstanding of it led to a lot of our issues. But I just want to make it very clear of, you know, like while I was in church hurting and broken and it wasn't God that was doing this to Tommy. I think this is such a huge point to hit on today. It wasn't God who was hurting Tommy, breaking Tommy. It wasn't God's desire for him to like be going through all this pain while I cheated. I, as an individual with my own free will, did not know how to understand my own self. I didn't know how to deal with things. We're not taught. We're like, as a society, we're not taught. And I was a hurting, broken individual and like just trying to fill that void in any way I knew how. And like, that's, that's what I did. That was not God. That was me. I did that. I caused Tommy that hurt and pain. So, you know, even as like a Christian, like, no, that doesn't make me a hypocrite. Uh, you know, all like Christians all sin. And that was just one of mine. Like that was just my vice at that time. And I was exactly where I needed to be in, in that aspect of, yes, you know, you should be in church. You should be in church with, when you're struggling with things and when you're not. However, like that's not what, that's not what, like just being there wasn't what fixed my issues. I had to have true fundamental aspects and like change within me. But I just wanted to make sure that like it wasn't God in that aspect. Yeah, and here's the thing. Every, I, I, I will challenge anyone and everyone because I know I'm right here. Um, you will not find a single miracle that Jesus ever did in the Bible that did not require some sort of action from the individual first. Not one. Not a single one from any of his disciples either. There was always some sort of, even the smallest action. So faith without action is dead. So... To, honestly, and also I want to touch on one another point here. Like, we're not abusers anymore. We're not liars. We're not cheaters. We're not manipulators. Like, we're not any of that. No. Right? Like that. I'm not. No, we're we're very very different people. Like your your past mistakes do not define you. No. So that and I no one that. no one can label you. The only one label you that is allowed to label you is God, the your creator. That's it. And to say people don't change is a fixed lens. Like we all change daily. Every single day, you're changing. The choice is you're either going to choose to grow in a healthy way or not. But regardless, every single person is changing daily. And if you're not investing into yourself in these ways that we're talking about with like uh, 
handling these deep rooted beliefs and building fundamentals, like as a healthy individual, then it's going to be growing in an unhealthy way as these things continue to take over your life more and more and more every day, spiraling worse and worse and worse, you know? And so every day you're changing, everyone's changing daily. So to say people don't change is to call Jesus a liar. He redeems us and he sets us free. He was sent here for those failures to forgive and to be redeemed, to be made whole and new. And so like I am a child of God and I'll tell you that, like I'm a child of God and I am free and I'm redeemed and I'm forgiven. So no, I'm not a liar, a cheater, a manipulator. Nope. I'm not an abuser. Nothing like that. Like, no, like my anger no longer controls me. I'm not a drunk um, either. You know, none of those things, those things do not define me. And that's not who I am. Yes. Obviously the underlying thing here is clearly the people have to want to change, right? They have to want to change. However, it like, just like we work with, we work with a ton of individuals that their spouse does not want anything to do with the marriage or doesn't want to change. None of that stuff. And we help them save it, even though their spouse doesn't want to. But there's a lot you can do to do, to help with that and save the marriage still. There's a lot, a lot, a ton you can do. So that being said, uh, we just wanted to really challenge you. So we want to challenge you right now. Are you going to change to a growth mindset? Things can change. Or are you going to keep a fixed mindset? What are you going to do here? So it's up to you. But as always, we love you. God loves you. And uh, well, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.